Welcome to another episode of Pick Johnny's Brain. This is a little mini so we do every other Friday where climbers, listeners of this podcast, send in their music business questions, songwriting questions, artist development questions, production questions, marketing questions, digital marketing questions, social media questions, yada, yada, yada. All Anything having to do with the music business in your singer, songwriter, indie artist career, send them to info at daredevilproduction.com. Put uh, pick Johnny's brain in the subject line so it goes into the right folder or it won't go into the right folder. So make sure you put pick Johnny's brain into the subject line so it gets into the right folder. Uh, Info at daredevilproduction.com, and I'll answer them on the air the best that I can. This is our our way of kind of trying to stay as relevant with you as we can. If you're thinking about these questions, other people are thinking about these questions. And so we just want to stay as closely in touch with you as, as possible. If you haven't done so already, download the free informational PDF, 21 Biggest Reasons You Don't Have More Fans. It's, it's no cost to you. Just go to giftfromjohnny.com and tell us where to send it, and we'll get it right out to you. Uh, lots of uh, information on there just to kind of unplug you from the way that you've been marketed to your whole life, which is over a broadcast platform, to get you thinking about how to ask the right questions to be effective on a digital platform. It's a digital platform. It's different. It's not the same. It's the things that worked for you that turned you on as a fan that your favorite artist did on TV, on radio, at a live show. These things don't work on digital in the same manner there there's nuance to it and sometimes it's straight up 180 degrees polar opposite which is confusing so uh, we want to get your framework around that we're also available for consultations guys we share a lot of information on this podcast uh, it's it's a lot to take in but of course it's high level it's it's not very granular to you because we don't know your situation so if you reach out and set up a consultation, same email address, info at daredevilproduction.com. Put consultation in the subject line. We'll respond and get something on the books. And uh, this is something we do charge for, but it's, listen, this is important. It's how we're going to connect these dots, apply some of the knowledge that you learned exactly to what you can do on any given budget to move ahead. I mean, we're consulting with you know artists who are making six figures and all the way down to up-and-coming, broke, starving artists. Uh, it's okay. We're, we're, we'll, we'll help you move forward and move that needle. That's the point of all this. So let's get down to business here. This first question is from Lana Michelle. She says, hi, Johnny. Thanks so much for this opportunity to submit questions. I have a few songs that I strongly believe could be hits if they were produced correctly. What would be the way to most effectively record and release these with a limited budget? Thank you, Lana. Okay, Lana. So the first thing I'm going to tell you is, it's it's not just about the song. Yes, it is about the song in the sense that you have to have a hit song. But if you don't have a marketing strategy of some sort with or without a budget, then nobody's going to hear that hit song. And so nobody's going to know that hit song. And if a tree falls in the forest, did it happen if nobody hears it? So I think this is one of the major, major cardinal sins, one of the first cardinal sins that all indie artists sort of trip over is is the budget thing and understanding that 
a good song finds its own audience when it's in front of new eyeballs. And that's what radio did, right? And that's what touring does. And that's what MTV and VH1 and CMT did. It put a platform and a bunch of eyeballs in front of that song and they heard it and then it was a great song and then it took off. Okay. Um, you have to remember on Spotify is, is, is cool of a platform as that is. It's not a very big discovery platform, especially for certain genres, you know, especially for country, the discovery piece of that is non-existent. I- I'm sure that there's some artists out there who have like quote unquote broken on Spotify but they're the outliers right now. They're the exception to the rule. I don't, I don't even know who they are. I can tell you a boatload of artists who broke digitally on YouTube, on Instagram, on different platforms like that, but not on Spotify yet. I do know artists who have some big songs on Spotify, right? Then this is what's strange. Just to give you a, a really clear picture of what I mean about the discoverability factor of Spotify, Artists have 12 million streams on Spotify and they've gotten some, some checks, but they couldn't sell out my office. Nobody knows who they are because of just the way that, that Spotify works at the moment. I don't know if that's going to change or not. It's still a great platform. I'm not knocking it. it. It's, it's, it's an amazing platform, but if you are thinking that Spotify is what's going to break you, you're doing the equivalent of bringing a knife to a gunfight and you're going to be really disappointed. It's not going to work. So be careful on how you work that. We're going to, in, in an upcoming episode here, there's been some news about 750,000 songs that were pulled off of Spotify and they're all indie artists and they're all the sort of, you know, illegal stream rule thing. Some people are, upset and some people got caught in the crossfire with that and we're going to dig down on that but it's really really important that you understand the difference between the two we do streaming promotions with solid reputable companies but i do that if i have enough budget to afford like a not a vanity piece it would be but like a social proof piece where because i'm driving traffic to the artist and into the account, the traffic that I drive, they see the numbers going up. That works really well. If I don't have the extra budget for the Spotify, like playlist promotion, then I'm not going to spend the money on that. I'm going to spend the money driving traffic to the artist account or to, to a video. I want them to see my artist. I want them to see what's going on. So as far as recording the songs correctly there's a lot man there's a lot of people that are really doing some great work out there with the friends of friends who've got the the pro tools rig or or the logic rig in their basement and they're really just trying to be producers and they want to help out and they you know maybe they're going to give you some free time to get in there if you're an artist that can really sing and can really deliver then i think if you start thinking about that and manifesting that and and going out and looking for that and asking about that then you're going to get some answers for that i mean even way back in the day when i had like a little little eight track in my house in delavan wisconsin there was a couple killer singers around town that i loved and we found one another um we just found one i said hey let's go play around in the in the studio and do this and i was just interested in messing around with it so uh there's lots of different ways that you can do that you'll find your own way on that but you gotta be you gotta be looking for that don't make the mistake of spending a bunch of money on the recording and not having any way to get it out there and make people aware of it. Okay. So that's the other thing with the budget. Just want to make sure that, that you've got enough room in there. All right, Lana, hope that helps. Please email us back with any other questions if you have it. 
Next, we have Taya Hopkins. She says, hello, Johnny. Thank you for this email. Much appreciated. I have several questions. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to rifle through these and then we'll go back and answer them. Okay. So number one is what are your thoughts on hiring a publicist to promote a new album? Is it necessary or can you DIY? When is the best time to release an album as an indie artist? Number two, number three, how much should you budget for an album and then for promotion? You know, I'm going to dig into that one guys. And number four, how many singles should you release before releasing a full album? Thank you, Tia. Thanks for the question, Tia. Let's start with number one. What are your thoughts on hiring a publicist to promote a publicist to promote a new album? Is it necessary or can you DIY? Absolutely not necessary. And I'll be honest with you, you, you have to understand with publicists, and we've worked with, I mean, a boatload of amazing publicists here in Nashville with the string of different artists. We have relationships with all of them. But the better the publicist, the more relationships they have with with the periodicals or the, or the platform that you're going to use. And then, you know, also the better the publicist, the more relationships they're going to have with the better periodicals, right? Instead of like this little sort of fluffy periodical, not that they're not important, but maybe they can get you an article in Rolling Stone Country or Rolling Stone Proper or something like that uh, as an unknown artist. But what you have to understand is, is that for the most part, publicists have relationships with the publishing outlets and that has to be newsworthy to get onto that platform. So if you're a brand new artist and you know, you're not on a label or you're not, you don't have some crazy story behind your indie story where some famous person or this or that did that or something that makes you newsworthy then you're, you're probably not going to get a lot of mileage out of a publicist for the price that you're going to pay. You're not going to get a lot of mileage out of the publicist. There's just no ammo for them to work with. They can't make the publishing outlets put your article in there because the publishing outlets are going to be like, Joe Blow releases an album. Who cares? There was 40,000 uploads today on Spotify. So uh, until it becomes more newsworthy, the money that you spent towards publicist is is going to be you're going to get more bang for the buck the busier that you can make them but they kind of they can't they can't really help you jumpstart anything unless there's something behind it like i give you a complete indie story that worked that got a lot of public and i don't even know if they used a publicist but it it was publications that printed the article because it was interesting but a, a few years back it might have been five or six years ago there was some indie band that took their album and they put it on a thumb drive and they tied, I don't know, like 20 thumb drives or maybe more to these super helium balloons and let them go. And they flew like 5,000 miles and landed on other continents and people found these thumb drives and plugged them in and, and, and it was this cool thing, but they got a lot of press from that. Why? Because it was newsworthy, right? It was something really interesting. It was something that hadn't been done, but it had nothing to do with the band. It had to do with the situation and the cleverness and what they did to make it happen. So in that situation, I'm willing to bet that they probably didn't even have a publicist, that they just got a lot of press because the publication said, we want to put this in there. This is fascinating. What a great story. So mostly for publicists, it seems like the right thing to do, but until you've got some regular stuff going, until the artist has developed a regular relationship with the platform, with the magazine or whatever, the blog or whatever it's going to be, then again, you make your publicist's job a lot easier because now they, the publication knows who you are 
And now the publisher is going to be there to set stuff up and maybe get you some TV on the morning show and, and whatever in this podunk town or that podunk town. But it, it, you know, you kind of got to build it that way. I don't know if coming right out of the box, the, the juice is worth the squeeze unless you have a lot of that railroad track put down. DIY is better. I think. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. I think what you need to be doing is, is, is putting time and effort into creating a killer video. You don't have to put a lot of money into a killer video. Maybe you put some time and effort into buying some video equipment and some lights or some lights first, excuse me. And then, uh, you can film 24 FPS at 4K on your iPhone and shoot it that way or borrow a friend's camera and, and just mess around with trying to make some really cool video content and promoting that yourself. Because what, I mean, what's a publicist doing? A publicist is getting you in front of new eyeballs via this magazine, that blog, this morning show. The, all, you have to remember all these publications are having issues too. The, the viewership on Good Morning Bowling Green is in the toilet, just like it is for Good Morning USA. The viewership and the readership and subscribership for, for Rolling Stone magazine is like that. And here's the other thing. Let's say you've got a publicist that got you on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. God bless you. That is, I mean, that's in a couple different song lyrics, right? I would have that stuff framed on my wall. I would never forget about it. Nobody could ever take it away from me. It would be awesome. But two weeks from now, everybody will have forgotten you. And then the question that I would ask you, the artist is who saw it? Who read it? Who liked it? Who went and searched you out? Do you have no connection to them that way? That's kind of still a version of the old business model. But if you had spent the money that you did with the publicist, and did that towards digital marketing, you'd know exactly who saw it. You'd be able to reach the people who watched your video again and, and continue to develop a relationship with them because you have data on that. So it just seems like a smarter, 
way to spend the money up front and you build up that audience and then you go to the publicist and you're going to get, they're going to, you're going to make them earn every dollar. If I was a publicist and I had a brand new artist with a whole boatload of money and they wanted to pay me to help promote them, I would do it because I know I'm not going to get them on anything. It's the easiest gig in the world. I don't actually have to set anything up because that, that nobody's probably going to make room for that. I might call in a couple favors. Okay. Number two, when is the best time to release an album as an indie artist? Um, I think it depends. I, I don't think there's a necessarily a best time. I think there's certain times you probably should avoid, which would be, you know, certainly like, like two weeks before Christmas, you're going to be in a whole lot of competition there with, with all the major, major artists who are trying to release Christmas stuff as well. But, you know, other than that, I think you just, you, you, the best time to release an album as an indie artist, here's a good answer for you is, is absolutely no sooner than eight weeks after you've uploaded it to your aggregate distributor like DistroKid or TuneCore or CD Baby. Okay, don't rush it. Make sure that you've got your butt wired together and you know what you're doing and you have time to do it. At least eight weeks, if not longer. It seems like forever, but believe me, if you're if you do one-tenth of what you're supposed to do, it, you're going to be busy for that eight weeks. Imagine what it's like in a release schedule when you know all the things you're supposed to do and you have to do them. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. Okay. Number three, how should you budget for an album and then for the promotion? I love this question, Tia, because this is probably the first issue that I saw that got me kind of into doing the promotion thing and, and out of so much producing was I had been working with a business partner of mine. His name was on 70 million records. We were doing great business working with killer indie artists who were really, I felt, important and should be heard. And they all were making the same mistake it, because, I mean, we weren't the most expensive guys in town, but we weren't cheap. My guy's got a pedigree. And they would spend everything they had to record the record and zero money on promotion. But know this, whenever you get a record deal, whether it's an indie deal or whether it's a major label deal, whether they're going to give you 10 grand for the whole budget or a million for the whole budget, the, the ratio is the same. They're going to give you about 5% of the budget to make the record. And they're going to spend 95% promoting the record because this is art. It has no deep-rooted fundamental value in society until enough people like it. If you take a cardboard box and ask a thousand people, hey, do you need this cardboard box? Most of them, it's going to be garbage to them. They're like, no, no, I don't, I don't need that at all. And some of them are going to be like, well, if they're moving soon, they're going to be like, well, how much for that box, right? But all 1,000 people know exactly what the box is, what the box does, and what that box means to them at that moment in time. But if you ask a thousand people if they need a brand new song, from an artist they've never heard, they're going to say, no, I'm good. I got my jams because it's not happening yet in, in, in their mind, right? So you have to work that a different way. So, and that's just continually getting the art and the artist in front of new eyeballs, touring like crazy when we can get back to touring, digital marketing, pushing out that video, all kinds of things you can do on a DIY budget using like new surfaces as they continue to pop up on social media like 
Instagram Reels. Right now, people are getting insane free organic reach on Instagram Reels, which behaves just like TikTok does because Instagram wants a boatload of people on there. And that's your that's your incentive, right? That's the tit for tat, the quid pro quo. Hey, come and try this. Come and play on this. And we're going to make sure that whatever you post there, way more people will see it here than they would on your Instagram feed. Does that make sense? Be looking for that kind of stuff and, and know that you just have to get out there and you have to do it right. T- t- on this coming Tuesday is, uh, so yeah, this coming Tuesday, this new episode, Brent and I, make sure you listen to that episode because Brent and I just did this whole rapid fire um, promo trends for 2021 and came up with some killer brainstorm ideas for artists that can easily on no money just make some killer content that will help push their songs and their song titles out and their brand out so i think you're going to really really dig that and take notes on that and make that happen most of your money needs to go to promotion most of it so don't record the album if you can't afford nine times the cost of the album for the promotion right if that's not a reality then record three singles or two singles and spend the rest of it on promotion, maybe two singles and a few cover songs and spend the rest on promotion because then you're going to get your art in front of new eyeballs. Don't let the dream of, oh, I've always wanted to record a whole album. Okay, what you really always wanted to do was to get heard and be an artist and have somebody say, man, I like that. Like this song means something to me. I didn't know you from a can of paint and you reached me, but you're not going to reach them without promotion. So make sure that you can get to them with your song and, and, and be able to do it intelligently, right? Digital marketing, organic digital marketing and things of that nature. Number four, finally, how many singles should you release before releasing the full album? I am in this moment currently a big, big worshiper of Adam Alpert and the Chainsmokers release strategy. Adam Alpert is there manager and they don't ever release the full album all they do is release singles it's different than when we had radio and that was the main pipeline for marketing they'll release one single it's going to have a lifetime of six months maybe and they're going to push it and do this big video and spend a bunch of money and put that on on mtv and on vh1 bet blah 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 well on the digital market consistency trumps everything you have to constantly be releasing consistent material so what the chain smokers do they'll make a a 12 song record okay and then they'll release every single song from the record one month at a time and that rubs against their record label their record the radio promotion department hates that they do that because it undermines the radio single, but the chain smokers don't care. They broke on digital. They understand the digital platform and they honor the digital platform. So every single song gets released once a month. They build the album. Okay. So if you can imagine this, take a, take your index finger on your left hand and hold it up in the air, like the number one. Okay. And then in your right hand, hold up your two fingers like a peace sign, right? One and two. All right, on your left hand, this is the January single. So Chainsmokers released the January single, first Friday in January, right? And then the first Friday in February comes up. Now look on your right hand with the peace sign, with the two fingers. Okay, now they re-release the January single along with the brand new February single as a package. So you can see if you bring your two hands together, there's actually three tracks 
for a short amount of time on all the DSPs like Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, etc. There's the January release plus the February release plus the that also has the January release in it, right? That's on a Friday of uh, the first February, and then on the first Monday they delete the January release. So now there's just the one and the two package. So now take the peace sign on your two fingers, the two fingers on, put that on your left hand, hold that up. And now in your right hand, hold up three fingers. Okay. Now that comes the March release. So we've already got the January and February release as a package in March, the first Friday in March, they're re-released the January, February package, plus the brand new March single with a video. And that's on a Friday. And then the following Monday, what do they do on the left-hand side, this January, February release, they get rid of that. And now we've got three on the left hand and four on the right hand. You see how that goes and so on and so on. So this is because they're constantly, they're going to put out a single every single time they put out a video with every single. If you default to feeling like every video has to be this epic, bombastic, super expensive thing, you're thinking about it the wrong way. Talking about the chain smokers with a major label budget. Yes, they have some really awesome major label money videos, but some of their biggest videos with close to 2 billion views didn't cost them a thing they made it themselves so not all videos go into the well of the budget from the label they just do this stuff in their living room they're creatives like you're a creative they've got a camera they've got lights and they start to mess around and do some cool stuff and it works okay so that's what i have to say about that you should if you've got a five song ep release five singles and release them five months in a row. Uh, if not even sooner than I think Ashley McBride did something like every two or three weeks and just push, 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 work, 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 promote, 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 get it in front of new eyeballs, turn people onto it, respond and create that audience. All right. Hey guys. That's all we got for today. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Send in any questions to pick Johnny's brain to info at daredevilproduction.com. Put pick Johnny's brain in the subject line so it gets in the right folder. I'll read them on the air. And if you need some consulting, if you want some one-on-one talking about this, email us at info at daredevilproduction.com. Put consulting in the subject line and we'll take it from there. All right. Looking forward to talking with you guys soon. Take care. Social, 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 social media, social media, social media. Challenge, 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 challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.